Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. This is going to be fun today as we talk about the top 10 investors of all time. Maybe we can glean a little insight from them as well. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. A credit union that offers Bitcoin? Give me five. For a limited time only, get $5 of free Bitcoin through the Southland Credit Union app. Enrollment is quick and easy. There's no hidden fees, and you can conveniently fund Bitcoin purchases directly from a Southland account. Claim your free Bitcoin today by going to thecollegeinvestor.com Southland. Bitcoin accounts and services provided by NIDIG. Not NCUA insured. Restrictions apply to Bitcoin bonus. See terms. And don't forget to check out thecollegeinvestor.com slash Southland to sign up. All right, so today I kind of thought it would be interesting to look at some of the best investors in modern time. These are all individuals who made significant amounts of money by sticking to solid investment philosophies. So if you look at their strategies as well, they really aren't very difficult or complex. You can do the same thing. They just stick to basic financials of a company and look for value. If they believe there's value, they invest. And they make tidy profits doing it. First up, John Jack Bogle. Jack Bogle is the founder of the Vanguard Group, which most people associate with low-cost mutual funds. However, that is not how it started. He graduated from Princeton University and went to work at Wellington Management Company, where he quickly rose through the ranks to chairman. Although he was fired for a bad merger, he learned a huge lesson and went on to found Vanguard Group. With his new company and a new idea for index mutual funds, Bogle would grow the Vanguard Group into the second largest mutual fund company. Bogle likes to keep his investing style extremely simple and has highlighted eight basic rules for investors. Listen up. Number one, select low-cost funds. Two, consider carefully the added cost of advice. Three, do not overrate past fund performance. Four, use past performance only to determine consistency and risk. Five, beware of star managers. Six, beware of asset size. Seven, don't own too many funds. <laughs> Eight, buy your fund portfolio and hold it. He even has dedicated followers known as Bogleheads. <laughs> That's nice. Check out his most well-known book. It's called The Little Book of Common Sense Investing, where he shares a lot of these views. You can find a link to that book, by the way, at thecollegeinvestor.com. Okay, you knew this guy's name would come up. Number two, Warren Buffett. By the way, these aren't in order of significance or anything. They're just kind of random. So Warren Buffett is widely regarded as the most successful investor in the world based on the amount of capital he started with and what he was able to grow it into. Check this out. Prior to his partnerships, Buffett held various investment jobs, with his last earning him $12,000 per year. When he stated or started his partnerships, rather, he had a personal savings of around $174,000. Today, he's turned that initial amount into around $50 billion. So Buffett's investment focus is really simple. Buying companies for a low price 
improving them via management or other changes, and realizing long-term improvements in stock price, also known as value investing. He looks for companies he understands and keeps it very simple. Many have criticized him for avoiding tech companies in other industries, but by sticking to what he knows, he has been able to realize amazing returns. You can check out his biography, The Snowball, Warren Buffett and the Business of Life, one of my favorite books of all time. Now let's go to Philip Fisher. You may have heard this dude. <laughs> Philip Fisher is the father of investing in growth stocks. He started his own investment firm, Fisher & Company, in 1931 and managed it until his retirement in 1999 at the age of 91. Who says you got to retire at 65 and a half, you know? Fisher achieved excellent returns for himself and his clients during his 70-year career. Fisher focused on investing for the long term, of course. He famously bought Motorola stock in 1955 and held it until his death in 2004. He created a 15-point list of characteristics to look for in a common stock and were focused on two categories, management's characteristics and the characteristics of the business. Important qualities for management included integrity, conservative accounting, accessibility, and good long-term outlook, openness to change, excellent financial controls, and good personnel policies. Important business characteristics would include a growth orientation, high profit margins, high return on capital, a commitment to research and development, superior sales organization, leading industry position, and proprietary products or services. If you want to follow his lead more closely, his book is called Common Stocks and Uncommon Profits. Benjamin Graham. So Benjamin Graham is most widely known for being a teacher and mentor to Warren Buffett. But it's important to note that he attained this role because of his work, Father of Value Investing. He made a lot of money for himself and his clients without taking huge risks in the stock market. He was able to do this because he solely used financial analysis to successfully invest in stocks. He was also instrumental in many elements of the Securities Act of 1933, which required public companies to disclose independently audited financial statements. Graham also stressed having a margin of safety in one's investments, which meant buying well below a conservative valuation of a business. He also wrote one of the most famous investing books of all time, The Intelligent Investor, where he spells out his investment philosophy. Next up on our list today, Bill Gross. Bill Gross is considered by many the king of bonds. He's the founder and leading manager for PIMCO, and he and his company have over 600 billion bucks under management in fixed income investments. While Bill's main focus is buying individual bonds, he has an investment style that focuses on the total portfolio. He believes that successful investment in the long run rests on two foundations, just two. The ability to formulate and articulate a long-term outlook and having the correct structural composition within one's portfolio over time to take advantage of this outlook. He goes on to say that long-term should be about three to five years, and by thinking this far out, it prevents investors from getting emotional whiplash of the day-to-day -day markets. Oh, here's a very famous name, John Templeton. John Templeton is the creator of the Modern Mutual Fund. He came to this idea by his own experience. In 1939, 
He bought 100 shares of every company trading on the SY or NYSE below $1. He bought 104 companies in total for a total investment of $10,400. During the next four years, 34 of these companies went bankrupt, but he was able to sell the entire remaining portfolio for $40,000. This gave him the realization of diversification and investing in the market as a whole. Some companies will fail while others will gain. John Templeton was described as the ultimate bargain hunter. He would also search out companies globally when nobody else was doing so. He believed that the best value stocks were those that were completely neglected. He also managed all of this from the Bahamas, which kept him away from Wall Street. Next up, Carl Icahn. Carl Icahn is known throughout the investing world as either a ruthless corporate raider or a leader in shareholder activism. Your view, I guess, depends on your position within the company he is going after. <laughs> Icon is a value investor that seeks out companies that he believes are poorly managed. He tries to get on the board of directors by acquiring enough shares to vote himself in, and then changes senior management to something he believes is more favorable to deliver solid results. Very interesting, but he's had a lot of success with this over the past 30 years. While not true value investing, he does focus on companies that are undervalued. He just looks for ones that are undervalued due to mismanagement, something he believes is pretty easy to change once you are in charge. Peter Lynch is next on our list today. So Peter Lynch is best known for managing the Fidelity Magellan Fund for over 13 years, during which time his assets under management grew from $20 million to over 14 billion bucks. More importantly, Lynch beat the S&P 500 index in 11 of those 13 years with an average annual return of 29%. Ridiculous. Lynch consistently applied a set of eight fundamentals to his selection process. Here we go. Number one, know what you know. Two, it's futile to predict the economy and interest rates. Three, you have plenty of time to identify and recognize exceptional companies. Four, avoid long shots. Five, good management is very important. Buy good businesses. Six, be flexible and humble and learn from mistakes. Seven, before you make a purchase, you should be able to explain why you are buying. Eight, there's always something to worry about. Do you know what it is? Let's move on to George Soros. George Soros is most commonly known as the man who broke the Bank of England. In September 1992, he risked $10 billion on a single trade when he shorted the British pound. He was right, and in a single day, made over $1 billion. Bucks. It is estimated that the total trade netted almost $2 billion, He's also famous for running his quantum fund, which generated an average annual return of oh, more than 30% when he was the lead manager. Soros focuses on identifying broad macroeconomic trends into highly leveraged plays in bonds and commodities. Soros is the odd man out in the top 10 greatest investors as he doesn't have a clearly defined strategy, more of a speculative strategy that came from his gut. Let's move on to Michael Steinhard. This is another investor that few will recognize outside of Wall Street, 
Steinhard achieved a track record that still stands out on Wall Street. 24% compound average annual returns, more than double the S&P 500 during the same period, over 28 years. What's more amazing is that Steinhard did it with stocks, bonds, long and short options, currencies, and time horizons ranging from 30 minutes to 30 days. He is credited with focusing on the long term, but investing in the short term as a strategic trader. Later in life, he told of the six things that investors need to stay grounded. Make all of your mistakes early in life. The more tough lessons early on, the fewer errors you make later. Always make your living doing something you enjoy. Be intellectually competitive. The key to research is to assimilate as much data as possible in order to be the first to sense a major change. Make good decisions, even with incomplete information. You will never have all the information you need. What matters is what you do with the information you have. Always trust your intuition, which resembles a hidden supercomputer in the mind. It can help you do the right thing at the right time, if you just give it a chance. Don't make small investments. If you're going to put money at risk, make sure the reward is high enough to justify the time and effort you put into the investment decision. <laughs> All right, so that is our list, and I hope you enjoyed the list and really actually gained a little bit of insight into how the very best of the best made their money. One thing they have in common, all of them kept it simple, which means even I can do this stuff. If you need help starting, investing, finding out what resources you need, and even tons and tons of tips, you can find it all at thecollegeinvestor.com. Follow us anywhere on social media as well. We'd love to get to know you, get into this journey that we are all doing together, and maybe we can all help each other at the same time. Find us on social media. Just search The College Investor. Thanks again for stopping by to the show today, and we'll talk to you again real soon.